I was about to do that song again. You always do that. We're live. We're live. Uh, We're live. Oh We're goodness. live. Goodness gracious. Great Good. balls of fire. The pay-per-view, the WWE pay-per-view from 2016. Honestly, love it. Great balls you of fire. Pay-per-view. I just you... thought it was a fun. I just thought it was so fun. Wasn't it originally called like great balls or something? And they changed it to <laughs> great balls of fire or something. Like I don't that? know. But the, like the I think the it was two giant balls. Yes, it was. <laughs> like, it was, it was two fiery balls was two... the logo. Oh, <laughs> uh, welcome everyone to Loser Lee's Wrestling. Uh, this is the weekly wrestle. 42. 42. 42. Baby. 42. 42 episodes. Welcome everyone. Welcome. We're having a lot of fun already. We already started having fun. Boom. And I know what you're thinking. I'm so sorry. This not hasn't been like we put it on the calendars. Yeah. So like you should have checked. It's now sweatshirt saturday yeah yeah winter is coming winter is here yeah winter's here winter is coming in aew but winter has already arrived in llw land yeah yeah llw it's a frigid greenlandian landscape <laughs> uh sorry to all you greenlanders out there we yeah. don't want to make fun of you too much yeah so think uh, of it you you went from a wrestler who's going for a workout in your tank top to uh you're now a wrestler who's coming to the ring before a match and you're like an AJ Styles, you're a Kurt Angle, who, you know, you wear the hood to the ring yeah. to get yourself hyped up. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There you go. Um, but we also have to keep in mind that these are temporary sweatshirts because we will have sleeveless yes. ones soon. Then we'll truly be Kurt Angle. Then we'll truly be Kurt Angle and AJ Styles coming. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, um, what kind of sweatshirt is that? What do you got there? What's that logo there? Service Titan. Nice. Is that comfortable? Oh, it's good. Yeah. It's yeah, well, it's, it's really I nice. Have, uh, I have uh, a Maplewood bike shed. Oh, which wow. Is a local bike shop in my hometown of Maplewood, New Jersey. Welcome. Welcome, Maplewood. Uh, everyone from Maplewood, sound off in the comments. Hey, yeah. hey I think everyone sound off in the comments as sound you get in here. In Wipe as your, as you your feet off before yeah. you take your shoes yeah, in. Yeah, tell that buddy. to Goose. I'm trying to tell Goose. that to Goose over here. And Goose she's just tracking mud through feet. the house. She's just Jeez. tracking mud everywhere. It's driving me nuts. Well, I want to take a second before we start the show, Red, and yeah, give yeah. you and pay you a compliment on a public uh, forum. I saw I saw a sneak peek of your Halloween costume, your wrestling themed Halloween costume. Excellent. It's a wrestler goes to uh, the airport. Yeah, yeah. You saw it, huh? I saw it. Yeah, I saw it on your uh, Instagram. That's what I'm calling For Instagram now. Instagram. Instagram. Um, uh, I uh, uh, I wish I had face paint. I wish I had face paint. Yeah, but I don't. Again, I think you're. I just think of you as you're. In my head, you're not a wrestler who goes to the airport. You are Road Warrior Hawk who goes to the airport. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. You are that's Road Warrior Hawk, and you um, looked a lot like Road Warrior Hawk. I'll get there one day. Hassan, uh, Woodsy the Beast, and Hassan and Chica Marks all just jumped into Loved the chat. Love it. Love it. Woodsy the Beast just says, "I'm done with Rampage. I'd rather watch 205 Live." Wow. Whoa, and I, I honestly positive thoughts about Rampage. I was going into hold on a second. Goose. Sorry. Uh I was going a, a into totally soundless whistle. Yeah, I know. It didn't work. Hey, My lips aren't wet. <laughs> <laughs> uh I was going into watching Rampage and saying this is the last time we're ever gonna talk about Rampage on this show. But I thought they did some interesting things tonight. They changed some things up. They're trying a little bit. Uh, a little bit, a little bit, uh, and we'll, we can we can talk about it. We'll get into it. 
Yeah, we will, I guess. Hassan, Hassan's in the chat. Hassan's Hi, Hassan. here. Hassan writes, I saw SmackDown AEW Rampage yesterday. It was awesome. Hey, I'm so glad. I heard Love SmackDown it. was pretty cool. Yeah, was it? Yeah, they're with the bloodline. Sami Zayn, and they're, the bloodline's breaking up. Mm. Starting to. Jay, uh, Jay Uso said, oh my God. Actually, it sounded really cool. Should we start reviewing SmackDown on here rather than Rampage? Yes. Okay, then let's just do that. I'd rather review SmackDown than Raw. Yeah. I would rather review SmackDown than Raw because SmackDown's two hours. Two hours. Easy. And easy, easy. Uh, well, we'll have to do an abbreviated because we have a bunch of other things to talk about. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. We'll, we'll skim through. Segment. We'll skim through. Yeah. But we should yep. start talking about SmackDown instead. Yeah. Um, then uh, Chica Marks writes, Red wouldn't let me take a pick of his costume. Uh, okay. I did not let you take a pick. It's just that they wanted me to take a pick with someone did a great Randy Savage. Oh, they wow. did a sexy Randy Savage. Ooh, and it sexy was Randy Savage. Sexy Randy Savage. And I was just like, I can't. Was it sexy? What? Was it sexy? What was sexy? Like, was the costume Yeah, sexy? Oh, it was a very sexy Randy Savage. Yeah. And, but the thing is, like, I could not, uh, like, because I'm not, a, I'm a composite character. Mm. I'm not a real, like, if you have me next to that, everyone's just be like, oh, Randy Savage. And who's that, Mark? Nikita and I don't Koloff. want people Nikita Koloff. Nikita Koloff at the gym. And I would I do look like Nikita Koloff. You at the do. Gym. Okay, very interesting. Hassan <laughs> writes, uh, they got Fox Sports One. Hell yeah. Who's got Hell Spotify? yeah. Let us know more about that. Woodsy yeah. to be says next year you should go as Piper at the airport. No. Brutal. I knew where Woodsy was going with that. I stopped one. myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Woodsy. No. no. Um no. But we have to start talking about some rampage. We gotta get into rampage. Uh, and I didn't also think the show Woodsy was so says bad. Woodsy says Jay isn't acting very oozy lately. And uh, that's something that Sammy said. He's yeah, just like you so haven't good. been act you've been acting a little not, not so oozy recently. Yeah. And <laughs> and uh it's uh, it's really good. Very fun. Jay isn't acting very oozy like you write that twice, Woodsy. Um but what are you saying? I'm sorry I interrupted. You liked you I, liked Rampage. I liked some of it. I liked some of the things that they're trying. I appreciate them thinking outside of the box a little bit. Uh, I liked that they originally advertised Yuda and uh, Claudio versus a, a 2.0. And I don't know what happened, but then it ended up being Moxley versus Daddy Magic. Which I'm which happy was, about. Which was I was happy about. And you get Moxley, you get your heavyweight champion on the show. Finally. Yeah, and then I liked the... Um, I was going to say... Um, what... Wow, I didn't sleep last night. Jingle uh, Bell Rock. No, what's what's homeboy's name? Um, Daddy I liked, Magic. No, no, no. After the match, uh, Stokely comes out. Yeah, Stokely with, with, with Lee Moriarty. With Lee Moriarty. Okay, tell yes. me about this. So after the match, Lee Moriarty and Stokely come out, and they show a video. And could you tell me this what, I what you liked? Like. About? I, I you didn't, didn't like. like okay, I didn't God. like the video package because I was like, "They're like, we made something nice for you, Moxley," and it's just like a standard AEW video package, which is like, I thought it would be something silly, at least something different. Yeah. But I just liked that it was someone different, and now Lee's gonna fight Mox, which is good. That should be a good match. Like, I yeah, just but it's just like this is a terrible way to introduce Lee Moriarty. What do you introduce? He looked, He's been around. Everybody knows the, who he is. Reintroduce. Like this is a reintroduction. This is because we haven't version. seen or talked to him uh, in uh, years. Well, it's also <laughs> that's not true. He's been around. A uh, year uh, is the last time we actually heard him. He didn't even say anything. Still, it's just the fact that they, like you said, they showed an AEW package for Moxley, yeah. and then they had him because they didn't just stick to the video. They also showed. Lee Moriarty and Moxley kind of reacted to the video, and Lee Moriarty doesn't know what to do. 
because he's just like, yeah, this is just talking about Tiger style, and then yeah. and then and Moxley, it's like Tiger's shoes, like he just he doesn't know he's on camera. He knows um, he's on camera. I don't think he did. Maybe I don't know. I don't know, but uh, you 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 were. I like that they were doing something different. Like, I'm sick of, like, fucking Jabroni 1 and Jabroni 2 as the opening match. And it's just boring, and it doesn't matter. This, like, at least had some build to it, and now you've got another match for, like... It, it made me feel as though if I was an unknowing fan who was just watching Rampage, it actually made me feel like, oh, you just set something up for next week's show on this show. So, okay, everything ties together. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. I guess I wish this was the main event. Uh, because the main event was just no, yeah, I didn't like the main event. Although well, well, I liked the last five seconds because I want Powerhouse Hobbs to beat Wardlow for that title. Yes, I think that's good. I think that's a good thing. And thank God they're finally doing something with Powerhouse Hobbs. Right, um, which is again terrible booking on AEW's part. But we don't need to talk about it. The people he that loses they've... an unsanctioned match to Ricky Starks, then Ricky Starks disappears, Powerhouse disappears, and now Powerhouse just shows back up and he wants to challenge for the TNT title. Okay. But I would like to talk about the most divisive part of Rampage real quick. My favorite uh, part of Rampage? Go ahead. Oh, was it your favorite part? Of it might have been. Uh, it might have been. For the, all uh, the wrong reasons. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> swerve. Okay, so the match is Keith Lee versus a jobber. Keith Lee destroyed. Was it? AEW's in-house jobber. Yeah. that's they, <laughs> our, or, like Honestly, I'm over the name. Um, so. It, yeah, I'm over. I'm over. Um, might as well have been Luther. Um, <laughs> Where but is we Luther? Get, you know, don't don't ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want someone to find him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we get uh, the quick squash, and then before Keith Lee says a damn word, a of plane course. comes out. They say they're not going to do a rap. Everyone boos, and they're about to say something, and then they get interrupted by Swerve. Yeah, like I'm not just it's a rapper. Spooky season. I'm not just a rapper. I'm a director. I'm a, <laughs> yeah, be a feature director, and then he just has this weird, like, like Bla- Blair Witch Project cam, and he's got Billy Gunn tied up, and Billy Gunn just like, all right, you had your fun. <laughs> yeah. Let's get this over with, uh, and uh, yeah, just this weird, awkward confrontation, and then he breaks his fingers with a wrench. Yeah. I like to think he ripped his fingers off his body. <laughs> the only thing that was that was that made like this to, like you want to think that is yeah, that what you like to think? Yeah. Well, because it's spooky season. Rip his fingers off, Jesus. Good point. Good point. Um, I I liked the only thing that was funny is that he slapped the light, and it was like three seconds. It was literally only three seconds. But as soon as he hits the light, the lights were supposed to go out. But instead, he hits the light. It like wings back and forth, and then the lights go out. <laughs> um, I, but I, you know what? Again, 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 on a show that is so fucking boring and so monotonous and nothing fucking matters, this is my favorite thing because it's different. It just felt different. Give me something different. I will root for something different, even if it's fucking stupid. And this was dumb. But but also, let's take a, let's take a, let's take a pause for the cause. And recognize that this was dumb, but Swerve's work was good. And Swerve, at some point, could be the biggest heel in AEW. Now that MJF is turning babyface, Swerve can be the biggest heel in AEW. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that laughable? Because you saw this, and you're like, let me say this. Based on what I saw today. <laughs> what? This guy has heel potential. He's just, he has massive heel potential. You know what they should they should have He's been doing good heel work for the last like month. Good heel work. Fine. Passable heel work. Nothing crazy great yet. 
I'm sure he can be, but like I can't say from anything I've seen, it's just like best deal in the company right he there. He can be. <laughs> Anyone can be. Serpentico can too. <laughs> you want to put Serpentico back there breaking his fingers? It's just as good. Oh, Honestly, I want who should have that gimmick? Who should have been the one breaking fingers in the back? Oh. Sean Spears. Sure. Yeah. That's the thing to give some, And then to he someone. could do his orgasm face after. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, Hassan Terrell writes, wow, Usos are in trouble. You're damn right they are. Um, then writes, did CM Punk quit AEW? Not, we don't, we'll talk. We're going to we'll talk, talk about, about that. Tony, Tony, Tony's in the chat. Tony. Boom! I haven't seen you in a while, Tones. Uh, Tony Khan says AEW is Jericho. Tony Khan would say that. Boom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hassan writes, uh, Crown Jewel 2022 is coming up early November 5th. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm not going to watch. That's the next set. We might have to reschedule the weekly wrestle because it's going to run right through the weekly wrestle. and no one's I guess I have to us. see Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I like Roman Reigns. I want to see Roman Reigns wrestle. And Logan Paul's a good wrestler. Um, Woodsy to be says, remember when we thought Starks and Hobbs were going, uh, going places after their feud? What a time. <laughs> yeah, what a time. What a time Good to be time. alive. Hassan writes, the acclaim says there's no freestyle rap. Where's Billy Gunn? His fingers are broken, Hassan. Yeah. He couldn't scissor. Um, but we now have is to he going to have a birthday when his fingers are broken? Yeah. How is he supposed to cut the candles on the cake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to get to the news because we have a big top 10 list. We have a big top 10 list today. And we also have a very AEW heavy news. Yes. Yes. Very AEW heavy. As a matter of yes. fact, I don't think there's any WWE news. Really? Well, there's one. I'll just say it right now, Emma's in WWE, which I'm excited oh, yeah, about. That is fun. I hope she comes back as Emma, and she's Emma. And the only time, hey, I love Emma. And she had some great it. matches in WWE, but she didn't really have any good matches outside of WWE. So I hope she gets it back. I hope she gets it back. I think she's there to you know, help the younger uh, women out and maybe help bring them up. But she could also get over herself. I think she can. I loved Let's her cop see. classes. Love the cop class. No, don't bring back the bubbles. Okay. All right. You want the bubbles back? You want you want fun, choppy Emmy, uh, Emma? I have to go back and watch more old choppy Emma and see what happens. You're right. That's fair. Um, our first news item of the day, Roy. First news item of the day is the uh, first slide there, Tam. Um, the uh, the elite, the punk, and the bucks, and then Kenny Omega, and the drama, the status, backstage status. So uh, the bucks are back. The Bucks are back. Kenny's the back. The Bucks are back in town. The Bucks and Kenny are back in town, leaving us to believe that um, they came out victorious in the investigation in some way. Sure. Um, presumably. Um, and uh, they uh, have their video of them coming back. Um, did you, uh, what do you, before we get into the other backstage drama, um, what do you, what do you take from that video? Are you excited about that? Is this yes. something to be excited about? Yes. I have a question. Yes. Have you ever been excited <laughs> for a an elite angle? Like, has yes. an elite angle actually ever met your yes. expectation? Yes. Like, could you could you name one? Everything that happened in the elite versus Hangman feud met or exceeded my expectations until Hangman had a baby. And it's not because Hangman had – I mean, it's because you lost the momentum and they didn't handle that the right way, in my opinion. Well, that's Hangman. Uh, that is Hangman. Yeah, I that, think Hangman... that counts for me. But the, the – okay. okay, you got to understand that, like, since literally the second show, really even the first show AEW ever ran, they started the storyline. It ran from the very first pay-per-view AEW ever ran in May of 2019. 18? 19. 
all the way through all out or full gear 2021. I get what you're saying. And I agree. Adam Hangman Page had a great angle that he was keeping alive the entire time. He was, was keeping all it alive. Of them. It was all of them. No, but like if you it actually was like he was the one, it was all his interviews, it was all his interactions. Yeah, they had interactions with him. I'm the talking about Bucks. a Young Bucks or a, a Kenny focused storyline where they are the storyline that met or exceeded your expectations. I think it's unfair of you to discount that storyline. One, because I'm not discounting it, it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The only reason I'm saying you're discounting it is because you're you're not counting it. You're literally not counting it. So you're discounting it because you're not counting it. <laughs> I'm asking for another one. Uh, yeah, I liked um, Kenny. I don't know if it's a specific storyline necessarily, but Kenny's mm-hmm. heel turn with Don Callis and them going from uh, AEW to Impact back to AEW, the, the heel promos he was cutting, the vignettes of him on the golf course and Marvez following them around. Kenny and Don Callis, I think, are fantastic. The Young Bucks haven't had any feuds that I really care about. Not a single one, But right? Kenny has. Okay, fine, fine. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that because yeah, I yeah. know you're big, big Don Callis and Kenny fan. I yeah. wasn't as big a fan, but I do understand the success of it. Yeah. Um, they okay. Remember that video package where they... Um, the crowd was chanting "fuck you, Don" at Don Callis, and Don Callis recut a video package, and he dubbed it over "thank you, Don" or like "you're sexy, yeah, Don" do or something it. like that. Hilarious, amazing. Was, They're great. Um, we have some comments here before we keep moving on. Uh, Hassan writes, "I like Logan Paul," and then writes, "Who's your favorite wrestler?" Uh, mine is Mick Foley. What's yours, Roy? Probably Sting. Probably Sting. Hell yeah. That's Let's watch Sting versus Mick Foley today. Oh, um, great match. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll, yeah, we'll talk about it after. Oh. But let's go continue with CM Punk. Um, yeah. CM Punk on the other side of the coin. Um, boy, are there a lot of things coming out in the news about CM Punk right now? And honestly, yeah. I don't believe a lot of them. I don't um, believe any of them, and they all came from CM Punk. No, no. Oh, no, I'm saying they're, they're the ones coming from CM Punk and the ones coming away from CM Punk. I don't believe a single thing. I feel... Like we're like all the the only people that we're actually hearing from are the elite and Jericho. Not true. Essentially, um, well, uh, essentially, Dave Meltzer writes for whatever Chris Jericho calls him up and tells him. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the and honestly, uh, CM Punk has really uh, hurt his standing in the wrestling journalist community because he pretty much fucked them all over no, like, but that's, hold on a second. Him like shit at the media scrum i'm just saying i'm just let's saying take a pause for the call this is i'm getting heated no, about this already they're talking about uh, cm punk's drawing power reportedly alienated him from the aw locker room uh that his immediate success that that's one thing that came out um where it was uh, a lot of my news comes from um wrestling inc this is a uh, ross berman the fourth uh so it talks about how um Rust even though he had successful fourth. buy rates they said that he they didn't um uh he had successful buy rates uh, but they didn't meet the expectations they were hoping that he would That's so true. it didn't justify it which i, I don't think that. is true or fair um but uh there's that which is i think when someone says that th- like cm punk's drawing power reportedly alienated him from the aw locker room that is uh someone feeding that information you know, that is literally Chris Jericho or the elite just being like, yeah, his numbers didn't justify. Like, that's that's that that type of story. That type you know, of there jur- are other people who talk to journalists besides I Chris Jericho it. or the elite. I believe. And, and well, that's why the thing is, like, we're not. Oh, we'll get to more of this. Um, so there's that. Um, and then uh, the top AEW stars reportedly refusing to work with CM Punk. And the only that's one we've Chris heard Jericho. about. 
It's only Chris Jericho. It's only Chris Jericho. And I completely Um, believe that Jericho went up to Punk and said, you're a locker room cancer and you don't belong here. I I believe that he said that. A hundred percent. Because he did that to Brock Lesnar. He did that to a lot of people in WWE too. Yeah, all the people that are higher up than him, he says. Uh, Honestly, uh, Jericho would work with Punk if Punk were back with the company and on top. Here's the thing. I just Uh, hate that you're dismissing all of this and that you're you're shitting on Jericho for doing this because I think Jericho did the right thing here. Oh, no, no, no. He did the wrong thing by like immediately being like, hey, Meltzer, guess what I said? I understand that, but also like he's right. No, no, but believe me, believe me. I think that they're all pieces of shit. (laughs) Like I believe every single one involved. I don't think that. I think that I think CM Punk's a piece of shit. I think Jericho's a piece of shit. We both know that to be true. (laughs) Let's not question that. But I think I think here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I agree with you, and at the same time, I want to qualify that statement. I think Jericho is a self-absorbed glory hog asshole. Sure, but but I also think Jericho's the type to do the right thing. But then immediately rub people the wrong way by telling everyone that he did the right thing. Yeah, and that's what takes it. It's no longer the right thing when it's self-serving. You know, like the thing is, like, if but you're how doing is that the for... right thing? Like, if 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 my whole thing about, I look at Jericho, and I think about what Jericho's done, and I think Jericho thinks in two ways. I think Jericho thinks, how can I help Chris Jericho? And then on top of that, I think he thinks, how can I keep this gravy train going? Because that will help Chris Jericho the most. And CM Punk is poisoning the well that Chris Jericho drinks from. And yeah, he's got to go. No, so, I, I hear you. I'm just saying that we're hearing a lot of stuff come out. And there's not a lot of pro CM Punk stuff. But it's re- the reason being is because it's, it's a very political environment in AEW. And always has been. But it's gotten worse since CM Punk got there. Because CM Punk is an asshole. And when well, he presented the- like the first strong opposition against the original camp that started. AEW. Yeah. And the original camp kind of held a stronghold. And also they know how to manipulate the media. They do. They're they, they, that's how they became popular. That's how they became well, the league yeah, was I mean, manipulating there's, there's, the internet wrestling community and not, not in a bad way. All they literally, in so many ways created the internet wrestling community by through being the, elite. like this, didn't this, create- the, the, this contingent of people, Okay. All came together under the banner they of work loving people being online. the elite. Yeah, they absolutely. work people online, and just like wrestling is a work, you know, they, they work made you online. feel like you were a and, part of this thing. And they know how to work people online, and yeah, they know how to work journalism, the journalists online. Uh, they, because like they, this is like them saying someone putting out a story just like a oh, Sam Punk's drawing power reportedly alienated him from the AEW locker room is one person's opinion. <laughs> well, what's interesting though, <laughs> and, like, is for that... that to be news. And that to be spread, and that's just one thing. And then it's just like then the same top AEW stars reportedly refusing to work with CM Punk, and they only mention Chris Jericho. Oh, so like the yeah. thing is, it's it's just that's like a slam dunk. No, but that's all. These are all like very manipulative um, stories, and that have yeah. literally literally a story just saying uh, AEW star said CM Punk was a cancer after AEW all out, and then you look in the article, it was Chris Jericho. It's yeah. just like it's it's so. But we have to move to the next slide, though, Roy, because now we're talking about Larry, Larry the dog. Do you know now, who? But do you know who reported this? Uh, I'm looking at everything at Wrestling Inc. Yeah, the, you know who reported this to Wrestling Inc. Oh no, they oh, so yeah, they put out a press statement. Uh, Sam Punk's camp, uh, yeah. who said uh, said that uh, during the fracas. But I just a- want to point out real quick. Do you know who who reported? Who got this information? It was Nick Houseman, the guy that CM Punk called out. To yeah. start 
the press conference because I think what happened was it is Nick Hausman. You're right. Hausman was like, "I'm not friends with Cole Cabana. Get away from me." And then after it was all over, privately, Punk reached out to Hausman and apologized. And now they've struck up a bit of a uh, uh, not a, like a friendship, but like they are friendly enough where Punk could be like, "Hey, this is what happened. Here's the story." Okay, that I'm feeding so you. so like he's saying. Punk says that during the fracas, uh, like they went back to their locker room, Ace Steel, his wife, uh, Larry and CM Punk, uh, all heated, whatever. Then someone knocked in the door, not knocked in, like broke it down, but just like slammed open the door, hit the mouth of Larry, uh, causing two teeth to become loose, which then needed to be extracted. (laughs) Um, And so that's the story from CM Punk's camp that he had two teeth removed after this incident. Yeah. Um, and now, uh, so that was the story then. And I'm inclined to believe someone if someone says their dog is hurt. No, I don't believe that. You're not inclined Sorry. to believe someone if someone says. Let that me tell dog you. Hurt? Have you read anything about what Meltzer wrote? Oh, well, we'll, we'll continue on with that. But you don't. You're already I, saying. I don't believe that story now. Okay. Well, sources close to the elite deny story from Punk Camp about AW All Out aftermath, and they say, "Oh, we were just being nice. I just pick it up that Kenny Omega picked up the dog to protect Larry." Uh, from uh, from the fight or scuffle, and that that was what happened. That nothing happened with the dog, and the dog he didn't picked lose up its the teeth. dog and gave it to the homegirl, who's like the lead attorney for AEW. So you know what we have to do, Roy? We have to teleport to. We have to see Larry's room. teeth. Yeah, well, sure. We got to see Larry's teeth and see <laughs> sure. who's right. Honestly, yeah, but like that answer. means nothing though. That means that he could have had those teeth taken out. Yeah, no, I'm saying like we have to find the medical bills. But like he could have had those teeth taken out separate from anything. Like he could have already needed to have those. You teeth think that taken uh, out. it was entirely CM Punk completely bold faced lying yes. about his dog being hurt? Yes. Yes. Why? I'm saying I'm not saying I'm not I'm saying curious I as to think why, that. I'm not saying I think that. I'm just saying he could maybe misremember something. Look, if you read what Meltzer wrote, he quotes people from he literally says CM Punk's camp the elite's camp, and then a neutral source who was in the room. I'm just saying, I'm just saying he uh, particularly calls out people from the elite camp, who's probably the elite, people from Punk's camp, who's probably either Punk or uh, Ace Steel, and then there's other people who were in the room at the time. MJF was in the room. That lawyer was in the room. Jericho was nearby. All these people were in the room. Yeah, no, I'm I'm saying that, like, right now, we only heard from the the elite camp... No, we don't we know. Have, we don't know this no, neutral source. Yes, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. According to Meltzer, who I do trust, and if Joe was here, he'd bury me for saying that. Uh, I'm just saying, if Meltzer is specifically stating that this is what Punk's camp is saying, and this is what the elites camp is saying, and then he specifically states this is what a neutral source says, then that means to me he has someone who isn't in either of those camps who's just stating what they saw. And according to what Meltzer saw or what this neutral source saw that Meltzer wrote, Kenny picked up the dog, gave it to the, the, the lawyer, and Punk was not paying attention at all to what was going on to his dog because he was going to kill the elite. I <laughs> he wasn't paying for, attention to his dog. I can't wait for this neutral source to be leaked out that it was Serpentico. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look, hey, uh, look. Hey, Luther. Uh, <laughs> like, here's just the people thing. that in the room. Like, because neutral source, that, that it, it's just... I'm just saying, I'm just saying, all we have are rumors. All of we course. have are rumors. Of course. But we do have someone saying their dog got hurt. And right. I trust someone that says their dog got hurt. Look, 
more than someone's just like, no, I protected the dog in the fracas. Can I, take I was holding you... the dog, saving it from everything. Like, Can I take you on a journey here? Can I take you on a, on a journey? I'm going to take you on a journey. journey. Okay, yeah, hear go. me out. Where's my, where's my uh, daiquiri? <laughs> <laughs> so CM Punk, as we've discovered, lies. He lies all the time. Hold on. Let me I, hear I agree, you. I agree with he's, you. He, he's concerned. Even when he says that he's not, he is concerned about his public image, what people think of him, and what his story is, right? Like, he's like, I gave up watching wrestling as soon as I walked out that door. I'm Bullshit. We found out that was a lie. Uh-huh. Hold on. Hold on. Run with me here. Run with the Bulls. We're running with the Bulls. The Chicago Bulls. Um, <laughs> so he has this public persona, this public image to keep up. And he always has done that. He's always thinking about his public image. So now he's trying to negotiate this buyout to get out of his contract. And maybe, maybe the WWE's on the table for him. But, but he knows that if the public perception of what happened, whether it's true or not, is that he was the crazy one. He lost this investigation. They did a legal investigation with a third party, and they clearly found that Punk was the problem here, we not the people who entered the room. We haven't clearly found out. anything yet. Yes, yes, but Punk's not coming back, and the elite are already back. So that tells you something's going on. So Punk is saying to himself, I need to cover my tracks. I need to tell a story. I need to get this information out here. And what's the best possible way? What is the best possible way to justify my behavior? Larry, my dog, something happened to my dog and I went crazy. Yes, I did all the things that they're saying I did, but it's because they hurt my dog and I, no one hurts my dog. I'm just saying it's possible. That's all. Okay. I'm just sure. saying it's possible. I'm sure. I, I th- one thing I can say is that Punk did lie in the Colt Cabana interview where he said that you could clearly see that he had a bump on his back. He did not. Uh, I do not believe for a second that he said to someone that he had staph infection and they let him wrestle or something or whatever. Like uh, if, if you say these certain things, they're not going to have. I also have to go back and keep track of, of this, but I saw a series of tweets that contradict a lot of the things that punk said about Cabana at that post scrum all out too about Cabana wanting to drop it and willing to pay things like actually working with punk a lot more, but punk being unwilling to work with Cabana too. Who said this? I saw like there's screenshots of emails out there between the two because they needed to share these screenshots for legal reasons and they leaked and they're out there. They exist in the world. And one of these wrestling investigative journalists did the research and showed that some of the things that Punk said in that post scrum weren't actually accurate about Cabana. Okay, well, but like uh, it's a different thing. It's a different. It's a different. But we have some comments here. Woodsy to be says if Don was with Kenny from the beginning, maybe Pac would be over. Um, Interesting. Well, that's again, it's not Kenny's fault. Not Kenny's fault. Kenny's not the booker. Uh, Hassan writes, my Kevin Nash and Rhino for Impact. They have new tag team champions. Kevin Nash and Rhino? Uh, what's his, what's his, what's his heck? Heath Slater? What, uh, yeah, Heath. Heath, Heath Slater. Rhino. Uh, yeah. Hassan says, it was at Louis, uh, Louis, Missouri, and it was awesome. That's cool. Thank you so That's much, cool. Hassan. Tony writes, go ask Eddie Kingston what he really thinks of Punk Red. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll ask Eddie Kinston. We're a lot, I, I think, can't wait to get I, more but Eddie I really Kinston. do think that a lot of people I, I are happy tell. that he's not around. I, I do think there are a lot of people that are happy that he's not around, but I also think there are a lot of people that really like CM Punk being there. Uh, FTR, Darby sure, Allen, of course, uh, Bert Baker, Adam Britt Cole. Baker. Yeah, well, I have a question. Well, Adam Cole was like, I think Adam Cole was indifferent because he's going to side with his friends every time. Yeah. But no, I have a question. When, like, what, FTR. Their demise or their lack of push goes right alongside CM Punk's media scrum. 
I don't buy that necessarily. They were I, on top. They they were like over. They were tagging with Punk in the main event. Uh, they uh, then yeah. There was we haven't seen a lot. There of was going to be a trio singles thing. matches, and then as soon as that ended, so CM Punk's thing, they have plummeted. Well, I think they've also been doing a lot of New Japan stuff. But you know what I'm seeing. I mean, it just it yeah. feels it's not it's not untrue. Coincidental. It's not untrue. Woodsy to be says yes, Roy. Uh, yes, Roy. Jericho does the right thing. Just don't ask where he was on January sixth. <laughs> <laughs> also true. Especially his wife. Call, uh, writes, Call of Duty Modern Warfare released today on PS4, PS5. Let's go. Let's I think go. they're still making things for PS4. Yeah, no, Roy needs it. Yeah. We have Bell Renette Renette in the chat. Bell. Bell, bless you. Hi, guys. We need a high school principal backstage AEW at this point. You're damn right, Bell. You're damn right, Bell. You're damn right. Uh, Bell. Oh, no. <laughs> sorry. Wrong one. Wrong one. Wrong one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's for you. Where's my pew pews? That's for you, Bell. Hassan writes. Okay, uh, uh, sorry, write that. Uh, Hassan writes. Okay, you need a high school uh, principal for high school. You damn right. Hassan. <laughs> you need a high school principal for both. That's smart. AEW's That's basically smart. high school. Hassan, you're ready for Halloween edition of Raw on Monday. I'm ready for it. Oh Let's no. Let's go. <laughs> I'm never ready for a Halloween any holiday edition of Raw. Is I can't wait for Baron Corbin good. to face Madcap Boss at a pumpkin, pumpkin pie street fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Bell writes, night job. Night job? What do you mean by that? Are you at that's, night job? That's their night job. They're a high school principal during the day, and then at night, they're the AEW principal. Oh, Bell, tell us more. Us um, more. Thank it's you so much for joining us, Bell. Week. And also, everyone who's watching, y'all are being freeloaders by not smashing that like button. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, we good It's interns. the least you could do. That's literally the equivalent of taking off your shoes when you enter <laughs> my house. <laughs> I do ask do you, you is that your rule when people go into always your apartment? Have. You gotta take the shoes off. Yeah. Really? Always that have. makes sense. That always makes sense. have. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I'm I'm being less about it. If there's a carpet. Yeah. Um yeah. Hassan writes, Chairs Church is on Sunday, so bless you. Chairs Church on Sunday. All worship the mighty chair. <laughs> the <laughs> mighty <laughs> recliner. Chair. <laughs> Hassan, we love you. Tony writes, Tiger Suplex on Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Knock those teeth right out of his face. Uh, Tony writes, evidence number 23, Larry's x-rays. Um, <laughs> Hassan writes, I did enjoy SmackDown and AEW Rampage review. Thank you so much, Hassan. Oh, great. We tried. Great. Uh, even though we didn't refuse SmackDown yet. We <laughs> yeah, we talked uh, about Hassan writes, so. well, show me the poll. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> we should start having polls. We should start having polls, yeah. Um, Tony writes, we think alike, Roy. You are, on, are, are right on the money. You and Tony Khan, Tony. right on the money. Yeah, That's you right. and Tony Khan. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have to keep moving on, Roy. Yeah, we uh, got to keep rolling. We got to uh, top we're 10 gonna, list. We're going to stay on uh, the CM Punk real quick because uh, you know who's real bummed about all this? No. A Steel. Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a job anymore? <laughs> Apparently, A Steel has been really sad. And uh, <laughs> he's getting a lot of flack online. <laughs> 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 and you know the only person that's legally allowed to talk about this? Is Ace Steel? His wife. Oh, interesting. Is the only one legally allowed she's to talk not an about employee. this public. Not an employee. Witness. Um, she's allowed to. So maybe we'll hear something from her soon. That'd be hey. interesting. Yeah. I'd, I'd hear. I'd like to hear. Yeah. Um, she just buries Ace. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yeah, I got a broken foot. I couldn't get out of the way. And then my husband bit someone. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. 
And I said, uh, Ace, you gotta stop biting people. <laughs> where's your where's your gummies? Where's your gummies? Get him a toothpick. Um, next slide there, Tam. Because we have more behind the scenes drama. Right. What? A little bit, just like kind of like um uh it's just fallout. Ends. Fallout from ends. Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara, apparently the feeling backstage is that he's disrespectful, and this is his second strike. Mm. There's a lot of feeling backstage that, like, hey, this guy's technically to grow this up. is his third strike, but that's fine. It's there's even more probably, yeah. Um, but like, there, there's talk that this is like he's he's got to shape up or ship out. Yeah, um, I really think he needs to ship out because, like, and honestly, I really don't think there's anything. He's just not worth it. Like, he can't talk. He's not a good character. He's really annoying. Yeah, there's nothing likable or interesting about him. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And uh, also, some fallout from. Did, did you read a lot about Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker? I just said they don't like each other, hate each other, hate each other. They despise each other, and they've hated each other the entire time they've been working together. And uh, it got even worse when uh, Thunder Rosa broke Jamie Hader's nose. Yeah, sure. Uh, and she and hid in was, the bathroom. Yeah, and like there was talk of her being stiff, and there's just uh, a lot Potato. of stuff. And so. Um, yeah, it's just a, just a chaotic atmosphere back there. Um, who do you think could be the women's locker room leader? Paige? Soraya. I yeah, yeah, Soraya. Yeah. Because Britt Baker's I, not a good one. No, I, I don't know. You know, I think someone like, um, I you know, despite the fact that she's never on TV. Well, she's been injured, but like, I think Ruby Soho should step up, even though she's never on TV. Uh, I think homegirl um, Athena should step up, even though she's not really on TV right now either. Like the people with experience who they brought in should should be stepping up. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred ten percent. We have yeah. some comments here. Um, Bell writes, uh, "Oh, Sammy again, of course. You damn right, Bell. <laughs> Bell, we love you, Bell." Um, Budzi says, "Are we sure it wasn't Ace's teeth that were br broken when he bit Kenny?" Um, Kenny's. That's uh, There's like two teeth steel. stuck yeah. in his arm. I just, I just can't cut it. It's like a BB. Just, yeah, it's, it's like, like the BB, BB in the Royal Tenenbaums that'll never come out. And they're just like, oh, what's that in your knuckle? Like, Ace steals teeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hassan writes, I like Jake, but he's cool too. Jake Paul? Jake who? Jake Paul? Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake the Snake Roberts. Bre Bell writes, you mean Brittany Flair? Who's Brittany Flair? Is that? I think that's Charlotte's real name. No. That's Meg. I think Charlotte's Megan. real name is. Oh, is it Megan? I think so. No, Megan is Conrad's wife. Oh, Al Ashley. 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 Who's Brittany Flair, Bell? You're trying to confuse us. And also oh, I know what she's doing. She's saying that. Okay, I get it. Uh, Brittany Flair. Brit, Britt Baker is acting like Charlotte Flair acts in the WWE, like a oh, prima donna. Okay. You mean Brittany Flair? Brit. Brit DM Flair, Britt Baker. Yeah, Bell clarified. Thank you so much, uh, Bell. Was I um, right? Yeah, you were right. And also, oh, smash yeah. the like button. Way to go, Bell. I just said for y'all to do it, and y'all haven't done well, it. it. Sometimes it's slow to update. All right. Um, we have to keep moving on, right? <laughs> what is that? We have to keep moving on. It's my um, uh, face. I don't know. We have some people that have become all elite. Oh, yeah. yeah. Next slide there, Tam. Um, we've got Bandito, Juice Robinson, Josh Woods. Yeah. All elite. Sure. All of them. Yeah. Does this, uh, the, I have a question. Yeah. Has anyone come into, besides CM Punk and MJF, has anyone come into AEW uh, 
and uh, and they're better from before they came in or bigger or more important as a single one besides CM Punk and MJF come in. I mean, yeah, I'm, I don't know. Um, I don't really care. Count- Moxley. Moxley, too. Yeah, Moxley's coming to his own. Eddie. I, I would think, I mean, Jericho is doing work as good as, especially his first year in the company. If we take out his face run and just look at his heel work, it's the best work he's done since like 2009. Yeah. Um, I mean, Orange Cassidy was nothing before AEW, mm-hmm. and Orange Cassidy is great. Uh, Pac, despite the fact that he's not used that often, is also incredible. I wouldn't say he's better than he was when he came in. When? Better than when he was. When, when Pac was came in with a lot more thunder, uh, like a lot more like, yeah. oh, okay. like he could be a main eventer. Now he is not a main eventer. Well, that's true. They they haven't booked him well, but uh, I also think Hangman, despite like his recent downturn, obviously okay. Hangman, Hangman has grown leaps Hangman. and bounds. Well, I guess maybe, um, le- I guess, uh, I guess you're right. You're right. There are people. There and are I people. think I, I, and again, you're going to make, you're going to fucking laugh at me, but I think when all is said and done, Swerve will have done better work than he did in WWE. I'm saying right now he is less than when he came in. Okay. We'll Same with happens. Keith. And that's um, the shame. The shame of it is that someone like Miro, who's obviously less than he was when he came in now, but there was a period of time where Miro was the best he's ever been. Yeah. And better. I mean, he came in as the best man, and that was like a slow build. And then him, he's the best. He's probably the best TNT champion there ever was. Yeah. Well, and also, well, him, him and Cody. Him and Cody, and that's true. That is true. It's unfair of me to discount Cody. And I would also say, obviously, it was very sadly it was cut short. But I think Brody Lee was doing some of the best work of his career as well before you know he his untimely passing. So I mean, there's definitely been guys. I know that there's a recency bias and like the booking is stalled out and it's felt a little stale at times. I would argue that like Danielson is also doing the best work of his career since since he was the. all organic heavyweight champion when he had the hemp title. Hey, hey, well, I think when he first came in, there was some fire. Yeah. He is not as important as he was then. From then when he, he was a he was a needle mover and through he his hangman feud. His hangman feud those three months yeah. up until Blackpool Club of yeah. uh you yeah. know. And now it's just it's a shame. Now he's it's just a, doing his thing. He needs to get built up again. Um Hassan writes, uh, Rock's daughter is awesome. Uh, have you seen Rock's daughter? I saw her reveal. It was good. Reveal, which she did was a good job. Interesting. Yeah. Good job. Ivy saw, Nile or Avi Avi David Rain. Rainy 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 Evening. Avenue. Rainy um, Evening. Rainy Evening. Oh, actually, that's not bad. Yeah, uh, Hassan writes, Miz can leave wrestling as well. <laughs> <laughs> Hassan, bring in the fire. Look out. In- Where's Joe? <laughs> um Bell writes, I don't know. I might miss some of the his uh his promos. Um, the Miz. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I don't think the Miz is terrible. Hey, 2016 Miz, best Miz there ever was. Yeah, 100. percent The phenom. Um, <laughs> we have to keep moving on, Roy. We have to keep yeah. moving on because next slide there, Tim. Ooh, chavel. Chavel's best music. Um, yes, and he lands a wrestling coordinator role, an acting role for a major film. Oh, you know wow. which film? Is it the Von Erichs movie? Yeah. Is he playing the, his dad? I would love for him to play his dad. Um, yeah. Maybe. Maybe, honestly. That's but, great. Um, Did yeah, you see that picture of Zac Efron? Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about that real quick. Um, shouldn't he be Carrie? He is Carrie, I thought. He is Kevin. He's Kevin. Who's Carrie? Carrie's the guy from the bear. 
Oh, wow. That's really interesting. That's Looks really interesting. great. I think his yeah. face would look great for Carrie. Good hair. But he is not as big as Zac Efron no, is Zac right Efron's now. juiced. That's why I thought I, – when I saw that, I was like, that's Carrie, right? Right? But yeah. no, no, it's not. He's Kevin. <laughs> He's Kevin. And also, he looks a lot older than the guy from The Bear. Yeah. Yeah. This is interesting. And Kevin's this a lot – It's interesting casting. It's weird. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. It's like I think he's like, how tall is Zac Efron, and how tall is that? What's that guy's name? Uh, Carmi. I don't know. I just know he's a character from the Bear. Uh, Bear. Jeremy Allen White. I think it's Jeremy Allen White. Jeremy Allen White. Let's see how tall this dude is. Five seven. Like, yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like they're both five seven. Zac Efron. He if he's taller, that's a problem. Put some lifts in his shoes. Yeah, we should get some lifts. Five eight. For Christ's sakes, what are we doing, Roy? What are we doing? What are we doing? I don't know. I don't know. They're going to be on stilts. Jeez, I don't know. What have you ever is. heard? I, want, I meant to ask you this, and since we're talking about Chavo Guerrero Jr., have you ever heard the Mountain Goats? You know the band, the Mountain yeah, Goats? Yeah, yeah. Have you yeah. heard their Chavo Guerrero song? Oh, yeah. Oh, great song. Great song. Great song. Great song. They love wrestling. They just they, love wrestling. Uh, yeah, they love those territory days. They do. They do. Also, uh, Tales from the Territory, very good. I haven't watched the second or third episode. Or fourth. Or fourth? There's four though. I don't care so much about the AWA one, but they did one about championship wrestling from Florida, which was excellent. And then the one I'm excited about, about that one. Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler is also really, really good too. I didn't like the first one. First one was okay, but the Lawler Kaufman one's great, and then the championship wrestling from Florida one's great. There's a weird story in the AWA one that takes way too long about uh, Adrian Adonis pooping in a bag. <laughs> great. I don't like. I just need like all it. those stories. Yeah. Um, <laughs> writes, "Our truth raps cool, and Hit Row are awesome." Sure. Uh, I, I love our truth. Our truth. Yeah. Great. Yeah. 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 Um, we have to go to the next slide there. Too. Right. Uh, next slide, Tam. Uh, we got to talk about Vincent Kennedy McMahon's ridiculous amount of money he's made from leaving. Oh, really? Because he kept all his stock, dog. Sure, of course. And the stock's been doing real good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because he left. Yeah. And he is, uh, I think his net worth, where does he hear? Where, uh, his net worth was $1.8 billion. Yeah. Now it's 2.3. Wow. Uh, almost not double, but like definitely like a 50% increase in wealth. Yeah. Um, pretty nuts. Yeah. You know, Vince nuts. McMahon continues to be a complex character to me. Uh, he's definitely a terrible person, but then you, you still hear certain things. And I guess, you know, duality, right? Yeah. People can be uh, he's bad. A, he's probably a also, good person and a very bad person. Do you know? You know Cause I, I don't know if you heard any of the, I read the highlights. I couldn't listen to it. It would have destroyed me. But Kevin Nash did a podcast about the passing Ugh. of his son, and he mentions the people that reached out to him, and he said that he got a text from like a mysterious Connecticut number, and he didn't know who it was, and it was Vince. And Vince was just like, Vince said, if you need anything, I'm here. Just let me know. Which is, again, like, you know, Vince is a bad person. Vince is a businessman. So at the end of the day, he's a bad person because he's a businessman. Yeah. But for the most part, you know, if you stay loyal to Vince, he'll always stay loyal to you. Yeah. He still paid those old timers. Yeah, you know, right. Like you know, I like, can't even imagine with the books for WWE how many people are secretly like with I mean not secretly but like but like not Pat Patterson was but getting the a, book yeah. Pat Patterson was getting it Gerald Briscoe didn't right, but he was probably getting um yeah. uh, uh Freddie Blassie I bet Sergeant Slaughter's still getting paid yeah uh, I think there's a lot of people That's that not he the, really the last time we're going to be talking about Sergeant Slaughter on this episode oh well, I can't wait um and so we, we're moving on to the next slide though yeah. Because the next one, Jim Ross. Jim Ross, just an update on his commentary career. Um, by the way, Jim Ross on this episode of Rampage, 
amazing job. Yeah, this is the best. Like, because I, he must have just got his testosterone boost, and uh, he gets a booster. We found out on his uh, podcast. Loves those boosts, Um, and uh, he must have just got it right before. Because he was live, and we're live here. We're gonna fool tonight. He was so excited at one point that he started stamp like stumbling over his words, and he's like, "I'm so excited, Excalibur! I just lost my train of thought." Oh God, I love it. Love coked out Jr. Yeah, call it Uh, out. Yeah, love it. And uh, so he said that he's probably going to be ending his uh, career. Uh, No, like in the once his contract, but he's like, "I'm going to end my career on Rampage." He says, "That's good." He's like, I'm like, I started off doing a one hour show and I'm going to end my career doing a one hour show. And um, honestly, I think Rampage is good with him there. Love it. I think they should treat Rampage a little bit more seriously. Maybe have MGF yeah. on it once. I don't think yeah. he's ever been on it. Yeah, maybe not. Um, it just let's do something to make it a reason to watch. Uh, because honestly, seeing Swerve uh, castrate <laughs> Billy Gunn's fingers. Um, <laughs> It's just not. It's not for I me. I don't think that's uh, the proper. I like it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, castrate right. fingers. Wait, wait, wait. Sure. I'm, wait, hold on. Let's say is castrate. Because I know castration. What castration right. is? Yeah. What is the actual verb castrate? I don't know. We're gonna find out though. Definition. <laughs> Remove the testicles. <laughs> okay, never mind. I just looked it up. Are you looking it up? I was, I'm trying to, but my phone's moving very slow. Oh, I got it. I already got oh, it. Did it you says, say it again? Yeah, verb. Remove the testicles. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yeah. um, okay, we got to move on. We got to move on. We can't talk about it. This is the last piece of news for the day. Okay. Um, last piece. Next slide there, Tim. Uh, Drake Wirtz, ever heard of him? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Have you I've heard about this? Him. I've heard of him. Have you heard about this? The XPW show? No. Did he show up? He's a wrestler again. Oh, really? And he commit. Uh, he made a terribly transphobic uh, promo, and that's going to be his new angle now. That is... um, he's going to be a, a make wrestling great again. He said he's going to make wrestling great again. Hold on. And and um, he has joined a group called MAGA that has Danny Ramirez and Necro Butcher. That's transphobic. I'm like, I'm, I'm bad. Oh, St. Clair. I'm sorry. St. Clair. Who's that? Um, uh, Jasmine St. Clair. Wow. Necro Butcher and Drake Wirtz are. And apparently this is all from the genius of Rob Black. (laughs) I, I. XPW is garbage and we don't support them. Right, right. XPW is absolutely garbage. I don't support it. When it first launched, I was like, oh my God, no way. This is unfucking believable. This Were you is looking really at pictures of Necro Butcher with a red hat on? No, the their next show is in Newark, New Jersey, and it's on November 12th, and Drake Younger is fighting Schlack in a King of the Death match match. I just can't believe this fucking douchebag asshole was a deathmatch wrestler, got out of it, became like a senior referee with the WWE. Like, did it got got it got the gig to like let him coast for the rest of his life shot his fucking mouth off lost his fucking job ran for school board or something in florida fucked that up had um he had a patreon that had uh you know how many patrons his patreon had 
Who? Zero, a fucking goose egg. <laughs> fucking got him. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's a deathmatch wrestler again for XPW. What a fucking joke, guys! A, a fucking joke. joke. I uh, the post a picture I posted is of Drake Wirtz, uh tweeting to Joey Ryan. So proud of you, Joey. <laughs> God is working on you, brother. Keep surrounding yourself with others pursuing Christ. Is that uh, true? Yeah, it's a real tweet. And then uh, Joey Ryan liked it and hearted it. Oh my um, God. Uh, I I just it's just. We need to XPW is garbage. Please, nobody support them. I don't even know why I put them in the news. Honestly, it's Actually, the worst, it. the the best worst thing that happened uh, from Dark Side of the Ring is Rob Black was like, "People care about XPW again," and then relaunched XPW because of it. I hate it. I hate it. He's so a much. fucking giant piece of shit. I tried to watch these like XPW YouTube videos like before their relaunch because I was curious if they were actually serious about it. Clearly, I couldn't get through them. Um. Yeah, we have some comments here. Bell says, "I hope this encourages him to stay retired." Uh, retirement. Uh, Jim Ross uh, reference. Uh, Hassan writes, "Jim Ross is cool." AW Dark was showing full gear in November. What does that mean, Roy? Say it again. Um, what are you watching? Are you watching? I was pulling clips? up our stream. I was pulling okay. up our stream because I need to do the top ten. Oh, sure, 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 sure. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Bell writes, excuse me. I'm not sure what you're talking about there, Bell. Chico Marks writes, didn't he learn anything from Brian Kendrick fallout? Mm. Um, no, he did not because Brian Kendrick was doing uh, like mm. apologizing for a bad work he did and he admits was a bad work in 2011-12. Drake Wirtz believes in absolutely everything he's saying. Yes, 100%. And we don't like him. Yes, uh, like Bell him. writes, there is some Ill lines that should not be crossed. And that is one of them. You're damn right, Bell. Bell. You're right, Bell. Bell, you should join the internship. Yeah. Uh, jump join in the, the Discord. Internship, jump in our Discord. Send us an email. By the way, it's free. We're not paying you to, to be in the yeah, internship. No. And you're not doing anything to, no, to you're work. Just for hanging out, you're just hanging out. That's our term for our, our friends, Bell. <laughs> uh, you know this. You watch. Uh, Asan writes, uh, my MP3 player is cool. I got it for Best Buy. Oh, sick, that's sick awesome. dog. Oh yeah, Hassan. Yeah, love MP3 players. But I guess iPods don't exist anymore, or do they? I have no idea. I don't know. Is it a shuffle, Hassan? Um, but we—that's the end of the news, Roy. That's the end of the news. So we got to get to it, Red. I've been thinking long and hard about this, and realistically, I didn't come up with a really great ten. I came up with a really solid six. So the last (laughs) four kind of filler. We'll do it though. I can't wait. We're doing it. Tam, hit that next. That hit that introductory slide. This is going to be as for for all you first time watchers out there. Every now and then, I do a top ten list. Oh yeah, a top ten of whatever. And my my the secret to my top ten list. I'm revealing it now. Is that I don't do any research. It's just for my brain. So sometimes you're like, what about this? Well, I just, it wasn't in my well, brain, so off. I didn't put it in there. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Whoa. I don't say, I don't, I don't swear like that. No, you, would, you would never curse. Uh, so before we get into it, it's the top 10 transitional champions. And what I've written here is the definition, oh, like my definition of a transitional champion. I have to hold my phone close because the writing's small. Uh, I've defined a transitional champion as a wrestler awarded the, uh, awarded the world title to increase interest in an eventual main event at a big event. I just used event twice. This champion is crowned so they can lose in an effort to make the individual new champion a bigger deal. Does that make okay. sense to everybody? I think it makes sense. So essentially, um, it's it's a way to facilitate the title to eventually go to someone else. Right, right. So sometimes there will be a guy who's holding the heavyweight title and it's not going so well for him. 
but they need to like still push this out another three or four months just so they can get to a big show like WrestleMania. So they take the title off the champion, put it on a more popular wrestler so that more popular wrestler can lose to the eventual person who they want to hold the title long term. Okay. Okay. I think we're on the same page. So if anyone has any questions, shout on this. uh, Yeah, please jump into the chat, but let's go to number 10, Tam hit that number 10 slide for me. Number 10, number 10. This one's a little wishy-washy because there was some weird booking that happened that led to this, but number 10, uh, the loser of the heavyweight title match in the main event of WrestleMania 13 in 1997, psycho Sid, psycho Sid was champion for about one month. Because they needed a guy who was going to look good next to Undertaker because they knew that Undertaker was going to be the guy to win the title at WrestleMania. And he, the title was put on him solely so he could lose to the Undertaker. Interesting. Interesting. So Psycho Sid is number 10. But do you think that was – so why did you put him – do you think that like his – so like when you say top 10 transitional champions, like when, you, when you're grading them, are you grading them on like their impact as a champion or what they did for the person receiving the belt? What they did for the person receiving the belt and the person who got the belt, what that meant to the business when they got the belt. It was a pretty important moment for Taker to be established as yeah. like, the champion again. This was his again. first main event of WrestleMania. He won the title for the first time here. At the, as and the, and main the first event time where he's not the transitional champion, he's the champion. Right. He's the champion. Yeah. He is the champion. Okay. Okay. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mm-hmm. mad at it. Uh, I think I know who number nine is, and I already disagree with my order here, but that's fine. Uh, let's go to number nine there, Tam. I think... The Boogeyman. Waiting... <laughs> yeah, the Boogeyman was never champ, although I'm not, not from a lack of trying. Yeah, I true. should also say, while we get to number nine, when, while Tam switches over to the slides, this is only WWE, because WCW never had a clear enough plan on their world title to ever have a transitional champion. There was never I'm a so clear enough plan. so happy you're keeping it to WWE, because yeah. it'd be impossible with WCW. It's impossible. So number oh, nine it is Chris Jericho. When he his first ever title run as the first ever undisputed champion, he essentially won the title in December. At was that Vengeance, the first ever Vengeance? Vengeance. He won the he won from Stone Cold and The Rock in the yeah, same night. Yeah, so they had to put him over. So now he's an important champion. But then what happened two weeks later? Triple H comes back from that his first ever quad injury, the first ever time in the history of his run in the WWE that he was out for an extended period of time. He gets this massive pop at Madison Square Garden, and in that moment, you know that he's going to win in the main event of WrestleMania. He's going to win the Royal Rumble, and he's going to beat the champion. So it was Chris Jericho's job to be that transitional champion to then be the person who eventually gets beat by Triple H. It was his sole job. Yeah. Do you think that if Chris Jericho's reign during this time frame was more successful for him as a heel rather than him just be a lackey to Stephanie, essentially, um, would he have won at WrestleMania? No. I don't think because he did beat shot. the Rock and Stone Cold in the yeah. same fucking night. He beat the Rock and Stone Cold in the same fucking night because Vince McMahon was like, "I need to establish this guy as my heavyweight champion because Triple H can't beat okay. Rock or Stone Cold. He has to beat someone else." Okay, okay. Um, so, and then the reason he's number nine, although he should be number eight, and number eight should be number nine. My fault. Uh, the um, reason can I just say nine, real quick? Yeah. We have a, a, a thing oh, yeah, here. Son writes, uh, uh, "I eat waffles and pancakes are awesome." Hell yeah. Honestly, what do you prefer, Roy? Uh, waffles or pancakes? We'll do this on a poll, but yeah. what is yours? I, uh, I'm i going to go pancakes. I'm going to go pancakes. You remember uh, when I, you sold me out? I sold you out? Yeah, you sold me out, you jerk. 
we went to a waffle house and i was like they don't have pancakes here (laughs) and you were like no it's a waffle house and i was like well i wanted pancakes and you're like well then let's leave then and we got up to leave and as we were leaving the waitress came over to us and you were like hey sorry we're leaving this guy wanted pancakes can you believe that (laughs) he sold me out i don't remember that it was the the day of anything on tv the movie on stage we both took off of work that's so funny. It's really funny. It's That's really a really funny, funny thing. I'm very happy that you remember that. Yeah. It's, Say it's it at awesome. my funeral. Yeah, I will. That's going to be it's gonna be my eulogy. <laughs> yeah. Post it online. Uh, uh, get some likes. Yeah. Make sure these fuckers like it, for Christ's sakes. You'll uh, live stream my death. <laughs> okay. That's a good idea. Can I, do, can I do like a solo piece where I'm doing the eulogy to your funeral? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Hey, kind of funny. I'm, what I'm saying right now, my funeral. You book it. Okay. I'm giving you complete creative control over my I funeral. I love it. I love it. That's great. I have to talk to an attorney about this because my yeah. parents might fight you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's, all right, Tim, now that we've gone there, uh, let's go to number eight. Like I said, number eight should probably be number nine. But number eight is The Big Show from Survivor Series 2002. He is a transitional champion to another transitional champion. So he's like a sub-transitional champion because- Who do you lose to? So- He lost to Brock. Let me paint the picture for you. Brock wins. There are actually, on this list, three of the 10 people on this list are all tied to Brock Lesnar in some way, Mm. which is pretty interesting. And they're all from 2002, 2003. The year of the transitional champion really is 2002. There were so many heavyweight champions that year. I can think of about five transitional champions just from that year. Uh, Anyway- Brock wins the title at SummerSlam. But obviously, Brock is your new number one mega babyface, and your new number one mega babyface needs to win the title again at WrestleMania. So how do we get the title off of him and turn him babyface as well? Because he starts as a heel. So at Survivor Series, Brock, who's injured because he wrestled The Undertaker in the Hell in a Cell the the month prior, Paul Heyman keeps saying, don't wrestle the big show, don't wrestle the big show, he's gonna kill you, he's gonna kill you, you're hurt. He's like, get out of my face, Paul, I know what I'm doing, I'm now a baby face, I'm slowly becoming one, just like MJF is right now. Uh, So he fights the big show, he does his impressive power moves to the big show, Paul Heyman turns on Brock, choke slam on the chair, Beautiful choke wins, beautiful choke slam. Honestly, big show, one of the best choke slams. One of the best choke slams, and also this version, Black Jeans Big Show in two thousand two, best, best Big Show, really good Big Show, peak really, really Big good. Show. Yeah. Like it took him ten years to find what he should be, and should be fat and jeans. <laughs> yeah, and just a badass who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and even through two thousand three, when he's like pe- putting people on the stretcher and swinging the stretcher and oh, stuff, fucking love yeah, it. Yeah, really good. So this is really the beginning of that. So he wins this title and takes it off of Brock. Therefore, skyrocketing Brock to babyface him and Big Show really in the perfect role of like the heel heater mm-hmm. who's primed to put the babyface over. This is a very good one. I like And now this we're going to stop here because there's a he loses the title to another person who is much later on this list. Top three or four on this list. In my opinion, again, my brain. My brain. Okay. Okay. So let's move to number seven, Tam. Number seven. I don't remember who number seven is, so let's give it a second here. Waffles and pancakes are awesome, right? What did you never? You didn't decide. What's your What's your preferred? Um, I you know it really depends. If it's a good waffle, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, but pancakes, there's more. 
That's true. That's true. I want more. So number seven on oh, my list. Interesting. This is an interesting one, and this is a reach. And I was thinking about this. This is a reach. No, I'll tell you why it's a reach, but I'll tell you why it makes sense. You were there. Um, I was AJ, there. So AJ Styles comes into the company, into WWE in 2016. Debuts at the Royal Rumble, has like a stare down with Roman Reigns, has a good showing in the Rumble, fights Jericho, has a feud with Jericho. Turns Shitty heel, Rumble. Shitty Rumble in 2016, yes. Uh, turns heel. Well, no, he doesn't turn heel just yet. He wins a number one contenders match night after WrestleMania, and him and Roman Reigns have two great pay-per-view matches right after WrestleMania, establishing Roman Reigns as a dominant heavyweight champion. Then the draft happens, and he goes to SmackDown. Or actually, before the draft, he turns heel. AJ Styles turns heel and starts feuding with John Cena. And oh. they have bangers. John Cena's Unforgettable best matches. bangers. And John Cena loses to AJ Styles. John Cena loses to AJ Styles. And by the way, one of my favorite things is that one of Cena's armbands, AJ gets and wears it as a headband because so Cena's funny. arms are so fucking big. <laughs> um, and so well, Styles, his, his, his armbands are headbands. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Uh, it's just I more know, fun uh, yesterday, to Yesterday, I was wearing headbands as armbands because me and John Cena have similar arm sizes. It's true. It's a very true. Actually, actually, he probably still beats me. But 18 inches, dog. Love it. Love it. I love that for you. Yeah, I you're so it. close to the 24-inch pythons, but you're doing oh it on natural, and that's all that matters. Eh. Well, anyway. Whey protein. Uh, Styles then turns heel, beats Cena, goes to SmackDown, wins the heavyweight title, beats Moxley at the time Dean Ambrose, has that weird thing with um, fuckhead with no chin, Ellsworth. Sure. Uh, and then Cena comes back, wants his win back, and they fight at the Royal Rumble. And all of this leads to Cena beating AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble for the heavyweight title, which was the plan all along so Cena could officially tie Ric Flair for the most heavyweight title wins in the history of wrestling. But do you it's think... It's a stretch. It's a stretch. You think that was purely the reason? No, I don't. This is a stretch. This is also should have been higher up on the list. Because and the reason this is a stretch is because Cena then loses the title the next month. Because I think Big Chamber. Show should be in this spot right now. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Because I, I really like right. Big Show. Uh, yeah. Big Show, I think, is the best one on here so far. So really, and that's the thing: six through one, I mean, and I'm very okay. firm on. But these seven through ten are like a little wishy-washy. But yeah. Um, yeah. Abel writes: I really don't know what was the better Cena match, the SummerSlam match versus AJ Styles. Or regrettably, oh. at the moment, the Money in the Bank versus CM Punk. Really good question. That's a great question, really Bill. Really good question. Fuck yeah, Bill. Yeah. Join the Discord. Join Email us at loserleadspod at gmail.com. We got to get you in the wrestling. Discord, Bill. Uh, we have to get you an internship. And yeah. um, also, uh, make sure to call the hotline, 201-574-7222. Do not Listen. donate to the Patreon. It does not exist. Yeah, uh, Patreon's dead. I got to take that out of there. I'm so sorry. No, uh, that's we... a really good question. That is a really, really good question. I would probably go with the punk match because the crowd was just a little hotter. Nuts. was absolutely nuts. But probably hotter. the better technical match. But honestly, yeah. like, I actually really love the story of John Cena and AJ Styles just because yeah. of like top of their respective companies. AJ was always kind of like, well, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I've not match. been John Cena, I guess. Yeah. You know, I never will be. And we saw, uh, we saw this match. We saw, we were there in person for Cena beating Styles for the title at Royal Rumble 2017. 
I guess we were, weren't we? We were. The, we were in we the last row. Twice? We were the last. No, 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 no. The one that we went to that that you just said was lame. We weren't there. It was oh, this that's one. Right. That's right. But it was also 2017. Was a lame one too. Yeah, super lame. The only thing that was good was this match. Although yeah. Kevin Owens fought Roman Reigns, and that was okay. But it was yeah. like still weird. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, that's that. Okay. Very Let's good. Go to number good. six there. Oh, now Tam. we're getting the, the hot ones here. The next spicy slide. Ones. Next slide. So this next one is to me kind of a special one. Uh, this is the oldest one on the list. And see, I just fucked up. It's fine. Um, I was trying to get back to where I was. Anyway, uh, best scene is him versus RVD at one night stand. Also a good one there, Woodsy. Woodsy just said that. Good one. No, Sorry. I'm, you read the chat. I don't read the chat. Sorry. So number You're six. Mm. is an interesting one because I don't know what the plan originally was, but they had to get the title off of the Ultimate Warrior in 1991 before WrestleMania 7 because, so they couldn't, because they didn't want to do a babyface versus babyface match again at WrestleMania 7 in a rematch. So they had to get the title off of him somehow. So Sergeant Slaughter, old faithful Sergeant Slaughter, stepped in, turned his back on America right at the height of the Sudan War. Is that, right? Sudan War? Uh, a reigning conflict. Sure. Iraqi conflict. Uh, yeah. Iraqi conflict is Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein, right. Uh, turns his back on America, gets death threats, so the all-American, the man's man, Hulk Hogan, can step in and defend America one more time. So here comes Sergeant Slaughter, wins the title at the Royal Rumble, builds up all of this insane heat, completely insensitive, Unbelievably controversial, very stupid storyline. I love, I love Sarge. I love yeah. Sarge work. Sarge is great. Um, builds all of this up to build up the heat for WrestleMania Seven. So Sergeant Slaughter and Hulk Hogan. So Hulk Hogan can yet again have an enemy to defeat in the main event of WrestleMania Seven. So this is kind of a Gulf War. Thank you, Woodsy. Thank you. You Gulf know who? Uh, you know who? Oh, thank you so much, Woodsy. You know who was originally going to be in this role instead of Sarge? Who? Tugboat. Really, Tugboat was going to turn his back on the country. Tugboat and 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 uh, uh, what's his face? Hogan were partners. They were buddies yeah. the year before, Samson. and they were building up to have him become an Ira uh, Iraqi sympathizer. Wow! And then, like they found, I forget the reason why they went away with it. Uh, but Tugboat, which is um, uh, Fred Ottoman, uh, yeah, the Shocker, yeah, the yeah, the Shockmaster, Shockmaster, and also. Uh, Dusty Rhodes' cousin, Uncle Fred. Oh, oh really? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because after he fell, he's just like, oh, Uncle Fred. <laughs> <He just laughs> but yeah, that was going to be chic to a tugboat. <laughs> wow, that's pretty. I mean, I think Sergeant Slaughter did a great job in this role. I like this picture specifically because the belt's like this like Hank. lavender color. Yeah. And honestly, I just, I always thought that like that version of Sarge a fucking badass. Like, yeah, I just love the camo underneath the tights. And I loved it. I always loved the red arm, the, the elbow pads. I love this entire look. There is also look. something to say. Like everyone talks about, I mean, everyone by everyone, I mean me. Uh, I talk about how Chris Jericho has continued to wrestle and be interesting and whatever. This is Sarge's like third or fourth decade in wrestling at this point. This is 91. He fought Pat Patterson in that like New York street fight that they had in Madison Square Garden in this like the 70s. Late 70s, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's doing his thing. Him and Stan Hansen had unbelievably long runs. Yeah. And also, like, he even had some like goes in the 90s, which were yeah. pretty good. Yeah. He's, he he uh, had like... a boot camp match against Triple H in 97. He had a fucking match against Kurt Angle in 2000. 
Did he? Really? Oh, that's right. He did. Yeah, he brought it on a, slaughter, a slaughter gear. It came out. He, he had a vicious. He, I just rewatched that maybe a couple of years ago, and dude could go. I bet he was in that uh, gimmick battle royal at uh, Royal at WrestleMania 17. That Iron Sheik had to win because they didn't trust him <laughs> falling out of the ring. <laughs> uh, Hassan says, "I miss RVD. He's cool. Damn right, we all Hell miss yeah. RVD. Hell yeah. Um, great job, Roy. Good yeah. Job. All right, let's go to number five. Let's go to number five now. Number five is another. 2002. Now, in order to make a great heel, you need to have a great babyface. And there is no greater babyface at this period of time than the triumphantly returning movie star in the making, The Rock. So The Rock returns to the WWE in late June of 2002, taking some time away to film The Scorpion King. Um. He comes back goes to SmackDown, immediately gets in the title picture, gets in Kurt Angle's way because it's his destiny to win the WWE title, Undertaker's the champion, and uh, Vince McMahon, being the shrewd, smart businessman he is, says, he was. Rock is not long for this world, so I need to get him in front of Brock Lesnar and I need to make my future star right now yeah. because guys like the undertaker and kurt angle are going to be around and those are good eventual feuds for him but the best way to get my new guy over is to beat the rock at SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. so the rock wins in we did a top 10 triple threat matches a few like a month ago and the rock wins the title in a top three or four triple threat match ever of all time vengeance 2002 the rock versus kurt angle versus the undertaker there is a difference in the world of professional wrestling. There are good wrestlers, and then there are fucking good wrestlers. And the difference between the two is timing. And these three guys in that match had perfect timing. It's an incredible match. And The Rock instantly becomes mega babyface, heavyweight champion, setting him to fight, the, to fight Brock. He's literally champion for like a month and a half. But it's a very important, impactful month and a half, and then he eventually loses to Brock, solidifying Brock as the new top guy, top heel in the company. He's made your Brock. heavyweight champion, made Brock completely. Yeah. So the Rock is number five here. Now this is the beginning. Honestly, this is, this is, so is a funny. hard. This is a hard. Like some of these going to get hard to top. I know a few of them, but we're going to get to them. We're going to yeah, get interesting. to them. Interesting. Good job. That, that's a good one. That's a really. And this good is one. what's really funny is that there's a three-step story for Brock from SummerSlam 2002 through WrestleMania 2003, and all three of these guys are on this list. One of the best book. Uh, uh, early like Brock had great book. Brock had great book. Uh, really Hassan did. writes, "I like the Rock. He's awesome. Damn right. He's, he's, he's an awesome, awesome wrestler. He's have you seen Black actor. Adam yet? I haven't Hassan. seen it. Is it good? No, I'm asking Hassan. Uh, um, yeah. Geez, can, I was having a private conversation oh, with I'm Hassan. So sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. Can we go to um, number number four there, Tam? Let's keep rolling. And here um, it is. Here is part three in the final part of, yo, hold on. Time out. Time out. Tam, you can still go to the next slide. Red, can you read Woodsy's comment? Woodsy says, was this the Rock title run where he and Eddie put on a banger on Raw? Yes. Yes. Incredible match. Eddie calls Rock a gavacho. Which is like Spanish for like stupid white man, essentially. And it's really funny. And I love that word, gavacho. It sounds great. Uh, great it promo. Sounds like a delicious dish. Yeah, it does. Uh, gazpacho. Uh, it's, it's a great promo to set it all up. And it's an excellent match on Raw. Excellent. Great call, Woodsy. Mm -hmm. Number four, the coronation is complete. When Kurt Angle beats the big show 
for the title the month after Survivor Series at Armageddon in a good match. Kurt Angle does a top rope drop kick in that match, and it rules. It's great. Kurt Angle becomes champion, and this is the perfect example of booking, looking at the title picture and saying, what's a better main event for WrestleMania? Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar or Big Show versus Brock Lesnar? It's Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar. So Kurt gets the title, and this almost was number one. If I'm being honest with you, this was almost number one. And the reason for that is because of all of the, all of the runs that these transitional champions had, this was the best run. He had that five-star banger of a match against Chris Benoit at Royal Rumble 2003. And he's got a broken neck. He's got a blown-out knee. And he's they're just he's locked in. As soon as he wins that title, he's completely locked in. He's got the broken neck, and he still wrestles at No Way Out. 2003 and that and, like, and that main event like the entire remember the the tension during that match of just like is Kirk gonna die yeah <laughs> yeah I remember that yeah and I was barely that was yeah that's a good point good point excellent choices excellent choices we got Bell writing please God let Sami Zayn and The Rock be in the same segment if he comes back for Mania slam dunk oh my God slam, slam dunk, dunk all day that's really good yes. great call great, great call booking Bell. great booking great booking Bell Bell the so. Booker. Bell Booker, Booker. Bell. there it is. So Kurt is a, a, a clear choice for a top five for me, no doubt now about it. Now you're in the top three. Now let's go to the top three. Let's go to number three. So this one is important to me because in the 90s, the most consistent heavyweight champion, the one you could rely on the most from the beginning of the decade to the end of the decade, give or take a few years in the front Brett. and the back, was Bret Hart. And if you're going to want to make a new star, if you're going to do a coronation of the new face of your company, the person who, who has to put the guy over is Bret Hart. So all throughout 1995, Diesel, Kevin Nash, is heavyweight champion. Meanwhile, slowly being built up as a big baby face is Shawn Michaels. And everyone knows that it's going to be Shawn Michaels next year at WrestleMania, WrestleMania 12. But they did Diesel versus Shawn Michaels already at the previous year's WrestleMania. And to be honest, the money drawn throughout Diesel's title reign wasn't good. He wasn't a drawing champion. So you had to take the title off of him and depends put it on back who on. who you ask. Yeah, it depends on who you ask. It's very fair. You had to put the title on someone who's old faithful, the guy that you could always count on to have great matches, be a professional, draw money, kids like him, and that's Bret Hart. So they put the title on Bret, at Survivor Series 95, he goes on to have a match, an underrated match with the British Bulldog at the December in your house. And then he fights The Undertaker at Royal Rumble 96. And then he fights The Undertaker. Uh, no, he fights Diesel again in a rematch, in a cage match in February. And then finally has an Iron Man match with Shawn Michaels and officially coronates Shawn Michaels as the new face of the WWF. Now, why isn't this higher on the list? Business wasn't good when Sean was champion. I think Sean had a good title run in 96. He had some great matches. He had one great match and some good... He had two great matches and then some other decent stuff along the way. He's always versus, had good matches. Him versus Diesel, good friends, better enemies, incredible. Great. And obviously him versus Foley. My guess, yeah. Incredible. But Brett did his job here. Even though he didn't want to, Brett is the consummate professional. Got it done. Perfect example of a transitional champion. Honestly, super surprised this is a number one. I because feel the boyhood dream about my number one, the boyhood dream. Yeah, I feel conflicted about my number one, but I'll tell you why I get there. Why it is okay. what it is. But good, a good job, good job. Like this is amping up. I don't know. I I'm thinking of people. I'm, I have people I in mean, my you head. You know, you know who number one or number. You know who number two is going to be. Well, let's, so let's, let's go see, to number let's two. See. Let's go to number two. 
Number two, we've talked about this a bit on Wednesday. Sometimes when you have a transitional champion, you need to have a transitional champion who's building up another transitional champion. And sometimes the transitional champ who's building the eventual transitional champ is even more important. And the number one most important transitional or pre-transitional transitional champion is Mick Foley. Yeah. Mankind. You're so, damn right. Foley spends all of 98 becoming a mega babyface. He's the sweetest guy in the world at a time when no one is sweet in professional wrestling. He's violent and he's scary, but he's got a heart of gold and people really love him. He's got such a heart of gold that when he wins the title, he says, hey, what did he say? Hey, kids, Big Daddy-O did it. Hey, yo, oh, yeah, he said, uh, like, just to, to tell my kids, Big Daddy-O did it. Uh, then he said, yo, Adrian, I did it at one time, too. Uh, so sweet. Yeah. So good. So my number two all-time transitional champion is Mick Foley. That's amazing. Uh, can I just quickly read yeah. a, a, a Please. DR. DR. DR just said, perfect Saturday. A beer in the garage and loser Lee's wrestling. You son of a gun. You son of a gun, DR. Doctor. Cheers. The doctor's in. The doctor's here. Dark River. There was a kid I used to know that has rap name was Dark River. And I thought it was. <laughs> That's <laughs> really that. funny. Uh, but Tam, hey, thanks, Doc. Can you move to slide number two? Please. I don't know if I already already told you, you to do that. Is it there? Oh, yeah. Slide number two is Mick Foley. Um, no, it's not. Uh, but loser, thank you so much, Doc. So not only did Foley win the title, Foley won the title, lost the title, won the title, etc. But the December through February feud of Foley and The Rock really solidified The Rock as a great heel. Yeah. Therefore, getting him ready to fight the number one babyface in the history of professional wrestling. But, well, he was already a great heel. It made him a serious contender. A serious contender. Because before that, he's just like, you know, he's all talk, all flash. He had a, a, a like, you know, uh, he's just been the leader of a group. We haven't seen him have like a, a really great match yet. Yeah. You know, he, he hasn't had any great, great matches up until Foley. Is that fair to yeah, say? hundred percent. I agree. Can we think I, well, of any that's, matches he had one really great match, Triple H ladder match, SummerSlam 98. That was ninety eight. Short. Okay, yeah. so it's the start of it, but that's, like, that's... But, it's just, but he's also like kind of a heel. It's still a mid card match. Sure. He hadn't become cemented as a, a main event player until his feud with Foley, and that's what Foley did throughout his career. He made main eventers. And I will say this real quick about The Rock in a ladder match: no one climbs a ladder better than The Rock. Well, the, the Rock, rock struggling to climb a ladder. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah, the way um, he moves his body. I could just watch him climb a ladder all goddamn day. Yeah. Why don't we should make that like a gif or like have that just be the loser leaves wrestling screensaver? Is the rock climbing up and down ladders? It'd be Great. pretty funny. Fantastic. Uh, really all good. right. So number one, and also controversial doctor, doctor says yes. cheers. 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 Doc. Cheers, Doc. Um, cheers, Doc. Number one's a little controversial, but ultimately, it's what was best for business. And it changed the business forever, officially. Uh-oh. Okay. So, Tam, let's go to that number one slide. And now, he's had multiple. He's had at least two transitional champion runs in his career. A lot of these guys have had multiple transitional championship runs in his career. But the number one all-time transitional champion is post-screw job Shawn Michaels, Survivor Series 1997. And we all know that Stone Cold Steve Austin is the future of the company, the future of professional wrestling, and the reason why the WWF is still in business to this day. And somebody's got to get him over officially, 
as the main event of WrestleMania. That is the classic coronation of your future star. You are not the official future of the company, at least back then, no longer the case. You are not the official future of the company until you win the main event of WrestleMania. And the most important spot in the company besides that spot is the person who loses. Yeah. And it's Shawn Michaels. And there's nobody else in the company who could do this. Shawn had a broken back. Shawn was addicted to pills. Shawn was impossible to work with. But he knew what he had to do, and he got it done. And he needed to be the one to do it. He needed like, to be the it, one it, to it, do I, it. I, like, there's no one else on the roster because you needed to pass yeah. the torch. Couldn't be and, taken. Like, it literally, literally, Brett did it for him just a couple years back. Yeah. Uh, a year back. Um, two years. Two years back. Two, two years, back. years, yeah. Um, and so, like, yeah. That's a this really great it. point. And, and uh, this is also, by the way, this was the first pinfall, the first time Sean Shoulders got pinned to the mat since Survivor Series 1996. He hadn't lost a match between by Survivor pinfall. Series 1996 and WrestleMania 14. By pinfall. Or by hasn't pinfall. lost a match at all. He might have not even lost a match at all, but guaranteed by pinfall. That's a, and honestly, he was in such pain, and he needed to do it. Honestly, you look at this picture you posted. He's aged so much since two years prior. Like yeah. he was under a lot of mental strain, mental yeah. strain, and that's actually that's honestly the best. That is, and it set one. up the yeah, first or second greatest one. run in the history of wrestling. Hogan and Austin are neck and neck for the greatest runs in the history of wrestling. And what I, I, would, I can't put Iron Sheik in there as the transitional champion to Hogan. I I can't do it. Although he honestly, might have been a transitional champion to Hogan. No, we cannot me. count Iron Sheik. Well, Iron Sheik did beat Bob Ag. Like, honestly, Iron Sheik should definitely replace yeah, Sid Vicious. Yeah, he should, uh, he's Sid. the new number 10. <laughs> How the hell Psycho Sid did anything to get on here? Like, yeah, honestly, yeah. He gave Undertaker a win, but it was a sucky Mania, yeah. mania event. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> it was one of the worst Manias. <laughs> Is it the worst Mania? How is Iron Sheik not in the slicks? Woods of the Beast said that. No, WrestleMania 11 is way worse. <laughs> WrestleMania 11 is really. WrestleMania 13 has maybe the greatest match in the history of WrestleMania. Brett the only match St- on the card uh, that was Brett good. Austin. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And I mean, WrestleMania 11, the only match that was good was Sean versus Diesel. And that was like, okay. That wasn't amazing. I guess that, they that, had a better oh, match. Oh, no, they also had a Bam Bam L- versus LT Lord versus Taylor. Bam. Yeah, but that's, like a, that's, a, that's an attraction match. Come it was on. a cool match. I also think there's some later WrestleManias that are probably worse than all of these. The one where the Miz and John Cena main event, all just terrible across the board. That's when next? Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler have like a 30-minute match. Why don't we should do next? What? Worst WrestleManias? <laughs> Ten worst WrestleManias. That's a good idea. That's fun. We'll do that next. Yeah. Uh, Woodsy DeBee says, how is Iron Sheik on the list? You're right, You're- Woodsy. Woodsy, honestly, it wasn't Psycho in my brain. Said- it wasn't fucking in my brain. squeezed his way yeah. in here. He's like, no one ever booked me well. That's what he's, he says. Sheik, Sheik is really like number two on this list, really, if you think about it. No, no. Because it's set up Hogan. I, I think HBK is a good uh, a choice for number one. Number two, I would put Brett. Number three, yeah. I'd put Angle. Number four, I'd put Foley. I love yeah, Foley. Probably. but um, I got carried away with Foley. No, then Five Rock. Um, that's good. Uh, and I, I like the list. I like the list. I think the one that really is glaring, Big Show should be higher than AJ Styles. And Psycho Sid should be nowhere near anyone's top. Sid anyway. and Styles were questionable choices, except for cool music. Who has cool music? Sid. Psycho Sid. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. Loved it. Right? Yeah. It was yeah. Good. Um, that's the end of the show, everyone. That's it. Well, we got to do the Hall of Fame real quick. Oh yeah, the Hall of Fame. Who are you inducting into the Hall of Fame? Who am I inducting to the Hall of Fame? I got somebody. Um, you want me to go first? 
Yes, please. Uh, you know what? I'm going to induct this guy because he's a great wrestler. He's got excellent timing. I'm all about timing these days. You love uh, timing. He's got great timing. He works with what it's given to him, and he's the future biggest heel in, the, in AEW. It's uh, Swerve. I'm inducting Swerve <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> into the LLW Weekly Hall of Fame. Fuck. You fuck. Uh, okay, that's a good one. That's a great one. Um, honestly, no one deserves it. <laughs> Okay, well then, just swerve then, baby. No, 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 we can't. You don't do want to put it in Billy Gunn for his great acting. All no. right, I've had enough of this. Hey, hey, what? You better not. <laughs> you better not. Uh, I'm gonna put. Oh, this is a bad week, huh? Yeah, that's a real bad week. Well, it's I'm an gonna interesting put in, one. Jericho you know for being in? a stand-up guy. For one line that was given, even yeah. though this person deserves it for a lot of things. Um. He's, he really called attention to the fact that some people in his family aren't being very oozy. And so I'm picking, putting Sami Zayn uh, and that line uh, into the Loser Leaves yeah. Wrestling October 29th yeah. uh, LLW Hall. Sami Zayn should have a wing named after him in the LLW Hall of Fame. Hey, maybe one day. He has to, yeah. this is MJF too. In, There's going to be an MJF wing and a, a Sami Zayn wing. But Sami Zayn, this is Sami Zayn's first yeah. time. Which is a mistake because we don't inject WWE guys very often. But now that we're going to start reviewing SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And honestly, um, we also don't keep a list of who's in the Hall of yeah, Fame. Right, so we may right. have inducted. <laughs> totally possible. <laughs> Sami Zayn and Swerve! Yeah. Uh, Bell writes, at the Mania after Triple H versus Undertaker, no holds barred uh, match. Everything else went downhill, which was a trend for about four Manias in a row that yeah. point. Yeah, good point. There, were, there was a long stretch there in like the mid-2010s where everything was bad. But... Uh, well, we're gonna check true. it out. We're gonna check it out. We're gonna yeah, look at these cards. We're gonna dissect WrestleMania them. thirty, excellent, great rebound. WrestleMania, WrestleMania yeah. thirty, excellent. Uh, the doctor says, "Happy Halloween." Which wrestler would you go as? I went as Composite Road Warrior Hawk. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna go as Paul Ellering in response. Oh, dog, let's go. <laughs> we have <laughs> to get papers. out of here. Tam needs Tam needs some yeah, sleep. Tam needs to go to sleep. Oh my God, Thanks, Tam is gonna sleep for three weeks. Hey, Wednesday um, after Dynamite, we'll be back. We'll be back on Wednesday oh, we'll after be Dynamite. Back. We'll, we'll be, be back. Uh, reach out to us at loserleaspod at gmail.com to join the Discord. I'm talking to you, Doc. I'm talking to you, Bell. Um, Hassan, get in there. I don't even know if you're in there yet, but you better. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Uh, say, say bye, Roy. Bye. Happy Halloween. Pew, pew, pew. Four, three. Why are you yelling at me? Why are you yelling, yelling at me? Oh, okay. Ken fell asleep. <laughs>